Good evening. I'm Sarah, I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and uh, tonight as we celebrate um, Palm Wednesday, uh, it, it really, this evening, it sets up for us what we are going to journey into next week, during Holy Week, which was the most important week in all of human history. Palm Sunday marks the day that Jesus begins his final work and week here on earth. Riding into Jerusalem with his disciples, bringing hope to the hopeless and unsettling those who held power, who would seek to hold the status quo of worldly oppression. So today is a day we remember the excitement, the anticipation, the joy, and the longing that was very present on the road into Jerusalem. So today, it's a festive day. Confetti cannons, kids singing in church, waving of palms. It is a festive day, and we try to, to replicate the, the throwing down of, of coats on the road and the palm weaving in our own celebration. But I can't help but recognize that our human celebration of Palm Sunday somehow misses the mark a bit when it comes to what we're celebrating. Because while Palm Sunday is a celebratory kind of day, it isn't the day in the Christian holiday calendar. But you know, we humans, uh, it's this holiday Palm Sunday, uh, it's not the only time that we miss the mark in terms of celebrating holidays. I, I, I think of like Labor Day. Does anybody actually know how that began? All I know is that's a three-day weekend. Woo! Right? But I think the prime example is Valentine's Day. Take Valentine's Day, for example. You know, we're, that's a day where we're supposed to celebrate love, right? And, and how do we celebrate that? Think about that. Like, we take the feast of St. Valentine, the patron saint, not only of love, but also beekeepers and the plague, right? Here's the feast of Valentine, and we turn it into a hallmark holiday, right? Somehow we're supposed to celebrate love that we have for our spouse, for our significant other, for our family, for our friends. We're supposed to celebrate love with flowers, chocolates, and chalky tiny hearts that they call sweethearts, right? Somehow we're supposed to stuff all the love that we have and we experience into one day. Now, don't get me wrong, some people really try to pull out all the stops. Think of one annual tradition, for example. Once a year, the 96-year-old burger chain White Castle breaks out linens, decorations, and creates a specially priced menu for well-dressed diners to have a feast in, feast fit for a king, right? In their establishment on Valentine's Day. The tradition is so popular at some locations that those locations actually take reservations. They have a waiting list. 
And not only that, they provide table service for their customers. Now, I'll let you decide. Is this kind of a underwhelming celebration or an amazing celebration of Valentine's Day? Now, when we look at Palm Sunday, as we hear about written in our lesson today from Luke, we hear how the people of Jerusalem celebrated Jesus' entry into their city. And it was no small thing. It would have started like any other day, but whispers went out, this word of Jesus coming, and then people started to gather. And as they saw Jesus riding in on a colt, on the foal of, of a colt, right, of a donkey, they, they comes riding, riding in. And when they see him, what do they do? They start waving palm branches and laying down coats, this act of laying their coats in the road. It is the reception of a king, and they cried out things like, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, reciting the scripture. You see, they expected a king that day. In Jesus, they, they thought they had found their king, a king who would set them free from Roman oppression. So they didn't just leave it at coats, they added palm branches. Because you see in Jewish history, we read about it in 1 Maccabees chapter 13, that, that when Israel was freed from a tyrant king called Antiochus of the Seleucid Empire. The way that they celebrated was that they brought out palm branches and started waving them around in celebration. Here they thought they would be freed again. They brought out those palm branches for victory, for independence, for freedom. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So as they saw Jesus on that donkey, they know that, that this donkey is a sign of peace, a sign of new things to come. But what may have escaped their notice is that Jesus entered into the eastern gate of the Jerusalem, of the temple in Jerusalem. Jewish scriptures prophesied that the Messiah would come into Jerusalem through the eastern gate. That the glory of the Lord, Jesus incarnate, would come through this east gate. And through this east gate, Many of the lambs that would come to be slaughtered for sacrifice were often brought through this gate. Little did they know that Jesus would be the lamb that would be slain. So these people in Jerusalem, they celebrated. They celebrated. But they were celebrating what they envisioned, what they wanted of Jesus. Some people stood on the side of the road cheerful and jubilant because they thought that Jesus was there to, to liberate them from that Roman oppression and, and long had they prayed for this and this would be God's answer to their prayer. But there were also others there who stood by skeptical, 
who is this man who comes in on a donkey? What he, could he possibly do? There were others who were indifferent. Yeah, I've prayed, but nothing's ever changed. I'll just keep going about my business. There are other people who stood by judging and ridiculing Jesus. The Pharisees asking him, calm your disciples down, calm these people down. They were plotting their revenge and their betrayal. And while they all had different views of Jesus, they all had to face the question, who is this man? Who is he? Why are we celebrating him? And whatever their answer to that question, they would have fallen short of the truth. Because they held a narrow view. They didn't know, like you and I, that there would be a Good Friday. They didn't know, like you and I, that there would be an empty tomb. They held a narrow view. So their cries of Hosanna, they were broken. They weren't celebrating what Jesus and God were celebrating. Because only God knew at that moment what lay ahead. And what incredible and cosmic victory would unfold. You see, the next day after Jesus entered into Jerusalem, he went into the temple courts. And instead of going into those courts to overturn Roman authority over their religion, he overturned tables. He called the place a den of thieves. What was to be a place of prayer, a place for God to dwell with his people, it was stolen. It wasn't just Israel that was oppressed. It was the very souls of many people. The relationship with God, it was mangled, it was broken, so that the very place that was reserved for God, it was hijacked. Jesus came into Jerusalem not just to take the temple back, but not just to take Israel back, but all of humanity back from the evil one who had stolen our hearts. So I think on this Palm Wednesday, it's important to ask the question of ourselves. What are we celebrating today? Who or what holds our heart? Do we celebrate what Jesus and God celebrate this Holy Week? As we journey to the cross and the empty tomb, are we celebrating Jesus and what we desire him to be? If you answer my prayer, if my life turns this way, some sort of cosmic vending machine in the sky, do we make deals with God? Are we celebrating that Jesus, that King? Or are we celebrating Jesus and God who, who made and called Jesus to be not what we want, but what we need, our Savior? Savior of the world, not just for one generation and one people, but for the entire world, for all generations. Do we celebrate this Savior of our lost and hurting souls? Do we celebrate the Savior of a Redeemer of all creation? 
So that's what Palm Sunday is about, this Palm Wednesday and Sunday to remind us that it's totally possible to be with Jesus on Sunday but forsake him on Friday. This Palm Wednesday and Sunday, as we wave our palms in worship, yes, we proclaim that Jesus is king. But what God is really up to is that he's going to take our broken hosannas and he's going to make them whole on Easter. That is the good news. That is what we celebrate today. And it is my prayer that as we head into Holy Week, that we continually be brought back to this question, who is Jesus to me? Why do I celebrate his triumphal entry into Jerusalem? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise this day that your son would do, take the hard journey of riding into Jerusalem, not just for the sake of one people, but for all people everywhere, for all time. God, we thank you and praise you that, that this week as we, as we journey to the cross and the empty tomb, God, that, that you walk with us. Help open our eyes and our hearts and our lives to who you really are and your love for us in Jesus Christ. Help open our hearts, our eyes, and our ears to your love, grace, and mercy that, God, you not only make us new and give us new life, but, God, that you make us right with you again. Take our, broke, take our broken hosannas today. Make them whole and make us yours. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.